Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play Show. We have Zell, we got Leo, we're going to break down the NFL, we're going to look at what teams need to maybe move on from their quarterback coming into 2022, we're going to take care of the weirdest fucking MVP odds this late in the season, we're heading into week 13, and we still don't know who's going to win this thing, it may be as simple as Tom Brady, but we're going to dive into it and break the odds down on that. We're also going to talk about the chances of Detroit maybe going 0-16-1 would be a nice little cherry on top of the Sunday. but let's go ahead and kick it off. Zell, Leo. Yo, yo, How you yo. Doing? There we go. Leo, I know you're a little sore. Your whole team's on IR. You hanging in there <laughs> with us? The, the, the Titans are sore, not me. I yeah, mean, it feels yeah, like yeah. everyone on the team's got an Every starter has an injury except Tannehill. So, yeah, it's rough. As soon as I saw A.J. Brown was ruled out for that game on Sunday, I kind of had a feeling what was going to happen against the Patriots. And that's pretty much what we got. Actually, I was surprised that the Titans kept it as close as they did. I don't think the final score was indicative of the type of game that was being played. But... I mean, the Titans go into the bye much needed bye at eight and much four. Needed. I, I can't complain. I, I don't nope. think any team has needed their bye as badly as this team needs it this week. So I hope <clears> they get healthy. Now, and look, you talk about getting the bye at the right time. Here's what you're going to get out of the bye. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, San Fran, Miami, at Houston. You really only got to go three and two there to win the division by a game and a half. So I think the division's locked down for you. Now it's just about getting healthy, which I think they've determined the same course of action. But you haven't seen Julio play all year long now. Uh, are you hold? You, we are at the point with the Titans now. We have A.J. Brown, who's on IR for a minimum of three weeks. I don't really think we know what's happening with Julio. And Derrick Henry has an injury that can go anywhere from the end of the year into through the playoffs. Those are three huge fucking pieces for any team in the NFL. That's a lot of star power. How nervous are you that you're not going to have two of them back by the start of the playoffs? Man, I, at the beginning of the season, everyone was clamoring about how do you stop this Titans offense? How do you stop Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and, and Derrick Henry with Tannehill back there? How do you do that? Who's going to stop that? And it turns out the answer was God. God is the one that stopped it. He said, none. We, we will have none of this. Yeah. And, yeah. and you guys are going to spend the whole year hurt. Yeah, I'm concerned. Uh, when it comes to AJ, I'm not so concerned. I think that AJ will be back. He'll be fine. Uh, I think it was more precautionary when it comes to him just because he's had a few nicks and bruises. So I'm sure going into the bye week, they said, ah, let's not take a chance. Let's yep. make sure AJ's right for the stretch run. Julio is the one that concerns me because – uh, we've only seen him in like three or four games this season. And in the games that he played, he left half of them early. Yeah. And that's it, it's been a problem since training camp. He didn't get many training camp reps because of the hamstring. He's not getting many real-time reps right now because of the hamstring. And so if you ask me where my level of concern is, I'd say in order, I'm most concerned about uh, – De- or not Derrick Henry. I'm most concerned about Julio next is probably uh, Derrick Henry, just because we don't know what the timetable really is with him. And I'm the least concerned about AJ. I think he'll be back whenever the whenever he's eligible to come off IR. I think he'll be fine. 
Uh, it's an interesting spot. You actually do get the chance to kind of rest going in. I think Vrabel will have the team ready. Uh, the only thing, the weirdest part about it is if I'm a Titans fan, I'm kind of going, hey, if we can get two more wins, I'm almost okay putting everyone else in like cellophane and, and like putting them in a cabinet until it's playoff time. Like how I'm many with more? you to a certain extent, yeah. but at the same time, right now that number one seed is still in striking distance, and yeah. until it's not in striking distance, you have to go for it because if that's the difference between Henry showing up at eighty percent and Henry showing up at ninety ninety five percent for the first playoff game, I think you got to at least try to get that. Zell, for your side of the house, you've got the New York Jets, which are posed now to take two of the top five picks. And Zach Wilson, I don't know what stage. I know he got hurt in that game. I don't know if it'll be long-term. You could break that down for us. But you win a game at Houston. Uh, doesn't matter who it is. Stacking wins and getting wins for the Jets is a big deal. Uh, and it should be when you're rebuilding. How do you feel coming out of this win? Yeah, um, to me, like a win's a win. Um, it wasn't the best way to win, but I mean, I'll take it, you know, from being the perspective that I'm in. Um, I would have liked Zach Wilson to look a little bit better. Um, I know he was coming off the PCL and it, you know, there were some quotes after the game where he's, he said he wasn't like 100%, but I think it was just more of him just getting comfortable again with you know, being movement and being comfortable in the pocket and things like that. So he like came up gimpy after like running to um, out of a bounce on the yep. play and stuff like that. It wasn't a hit, but he basically said he just has to get more comfortable with the feeling of how the knee is going to be post that injury. So um, he had a really bad interception. I mean, if you there's different angles of it to where it's like Ty Johnson was kind of still looking at him when he threw it. But at that point, like you need to just run and then slide like he shouldn't have thrown that pick regardless um and he had some still some accuracy issues in like the short and intermediate game it's crazy because like the harder things like the off schedule deep balls and out-of-pocket throws he's better at but the easier stuff he's having trouble with so um hopefully he just can stay healthy and progress uh the o-line dominated like they really dominated as far as like opening yeah. up holes for Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson and um, all, well, Austin Walter. We pulled him up from the practice squad and he scored his first touchdown. So that's pretty much what won us the game in the defense too. Um, John Franklin Myers got a pick, um, almost ran it back and they stepped up. But again, a win's a win. I can take it. And the Seahawks continue to be trash and Joe Douglas <laughs> continues to fleece <laughs> for these draft picks. My guy got a fourth rounder from Chris Herndon, who I don't even know if he's still on the Vikings, a second rounder and a fourth rounder for Sam Darnold. And the way the Panthers are looking, that's going to be a high second round pick. And we got two first and a third for Jamal Adams, who yep. continues to celebrate his, I think there, oh <laughs> there was like a funny thing where they said, like, I think he has as many picks as Vince oh, Wilfork. Vince Wilfork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vince Wilfork. The guy, Hysterical man, shit. It's just, I, I just. Azel. Yeah. What's up? I told you Adams wasn't better than Bayard. <laughs> hey, right now he's not. At the time. Oh, he's at, never been. At the time he was. Oh, at the time he was. Right now he's not. He's definitely not. Uh, I don't know about that. I give it no. to you, but I don't know. I told you at the time you were crazy. I nah, feel like it's it, kind of bearing out now. There's no way I was definitely crazy at the time. At the time he was easily <laughs> the best safety in the league. If you didn't want he's to say a, that, he's, he's usually he's the top a good three. linebacker. But that's far and gone. Definitely right now he's not. Like, he's getting cooked everywhere. He's not even getting utilized like how he should be. Um, he's basically like a glorified linebacker. 
that's that's what he is yeah his antics are just it's, it's a little too extra for my liking like he forced his way out because he wanted to be part of a winning team and <laughs> and how's that going yeah for? but and now they're gonna owe that pick at a higher spot to the jets exactly the irony how things work right yeah. but yeah um, that's fucking crazy from a jet standpoint yeah man um i think this draft class is 2021 draft class joe douglas really really hit on like elijah moore is a stud he's just continuing to get better as he's getting uh, more involved in the offense elijah vera tucker like people were saying oh you don't trade up for a guard like honestly if he wasn't playing for the jets he'd probably be a pro bowler this year like that kid is dominant um and on defense too like the second michael carter that we got um the slot corner he's been one of the best slot corners in the league uh, Michael Carter was playing really well and grabbed the whole of that RB1 position before he went down um, with that ankle injury. So, it, you know, it's looking good, you know. Um, and these next couple of games, we've got the Eagles this week, the Saints the following week, the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Um, I, we should be able to get a win or two out of there. I know Hertz said he was going to play today. I don't know. But um, I, if we can get one win out of that, at least look competitive on the games, I'll be happy. Um I just like to see Zach Wilson progress, but um, a, a win's a win, so I'll, I'll take it. You know, my Ravens also got a little win, ugly as shit. Uh, oh my God, I've never bro. seen a team. Actually, I think the stats were that no team has thrown uh, had four turnovers. It was like uh, was it no team's thrown four interceptions in one, and like the longest time it was something like one in two hundred and sixty games. Those were bad so interceptions can, too, like real terrible. bad interceptions. He threw. I don't know how how long how much it hurts that he wasn't you know didn't practice for basically two weeks and then came in because he looked as rusty as a human can look playing quarterback. Yeah, I mean it was it was fucking ugly. Um, got the win though. Defense played fucking great. Uh, I'm gonna say the same thing I do about like every Ravens game here. I have no fucking clue what to expect in the next game. None, none, no idea. This team, I think this team's gonna go 300 down the stretch. If they go four and two, they might be able to take the one seed. I I just if if someone out there can tell me what you think the Ravens are gonna do, you know, and you get it right. I'm I'm here to listen because I can't fucking figure this team out. You know, I, mean, I, I got to credit the Ravens on their resiliency, though. Like, there was something oh, I yeah. heard the other day, though. So they have – is it eight or seven wins now? Eight. 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 Eight wins. And I think five of them or six of them, they've been trailing, like, going into the fourth quarter. Seven of them. Seven of them. And they're finding yeah. a way to win. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's yeah. crazy, man. So I, I, I at least got to give it to them then, like – I love Lamar, um, even though he lost me in one of my leagues this past week because it was four Oof, picks. Jesus. But um, it, he's finding a way to get the job done, you know, at the end of the day. Yep. So I, I got to give that to them at least. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people want to hate John Harbaugh. Uh, I, I don't really understand that. When you look at what John Harbaugh is able to do with the team, you know, Leo's team has the most players on IR. The Ravens right there behind him. Uh, with stars lost all across the team before preseason, and it didn't matter. Like, we're still the number one seed going into Week 13. And it could look a lot different by the time Week 17 ends. We still a ton of fucking football with how jumbled the AFC is. I mean, there's an outside shot that they don't make the playoffs. It's not likely, but it's there. And so, you know, this is a team that's resilient, has to get the game ugly, has to beat you fucking ugly, and does. So, you know... 
at some point people are like, oh, that'll flip back and they'll start losing these one-score games. And this kind of tailors into another part of the conversation, which is the Ravens have a kicker named Justin Tucker. And people like to go, you wouldn't win all those games if you didn't have Justin Tucker. Uh, Leo hears it all the time about Derrick Henry. Oh, you've got Derrick Henry. We do this weird thing where we act like one player isn't part of the whole team. Like, oh, God, well, you wouldn't win all those Super Bowls if you didn't have Tom Brady. It's like, well, yeah, no fucking shit, guys. Like, that's the fucking point. You do have these players. They're part of that team. I guess that's just like a coping mechanism people have for, like, when a team beats them. Ah, you wouldn't have beaten us if it weren't for fucking Justin Tucker. It's like, yeah, I I fucking know. (laughs) The best kicker ever. Um, And we do that all the time. Is there a yearly award for, like, special teams player of the year? Does that... Does that word exist? I don't know. I actually don't. If they, if it is given out, they I think they just fax it to the player because it's not something they talk about. <laughs> just, just FedEx yeah. on the little trophy real quick. They don't even say anything. Yeah, it's just like a tied shoe. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I typed in NFL kicking awards and it's it's just a blank Google page. Um, no searchers, no. No, it's this complete list of NFL honors and award winners. So they got, they probably give out some. Actually, I, I, I don't know. They give out. No, Is the closest like thing like that. Pro Bowl recognition or something, or All Pro team? Yeah, yeah. I guess All Pro team. That's it. And they're like, hey, out of all the kickers, one of them gets it. But hmm. I mean, it'll go to you know, it'll it'll go to uh, fucking Tucker this year, sixty-six yard kicker. Yeah, I'm trying to look through now. AP Coach Let me ask you, year. Matt, while you're looking yeah. at this Justin Tucker stuff, do you have where, – where's your level of concern for the Ravens' offense? Because by the time we snap the ball on Sunday afternoon, this coming Sunday, you will have gone a full month without scoring more than 16 points in a game. So are, are you concerned at all about that? Because, no. I mean, I know that the Ravens' offense isn't healthy – but it's it's not that banged up, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so what's going on? No, uh, the offense – so, one, we, we're without our top three running backs, which, you know, can shut that side down. We still have Lamar. Lamar's missed games, which hasn't helped when your quarterback misses. We basically go through a bye week, come out of the bye week, Lamar still hasn't played. So, you know, half of that whole month Lamar didn't play football. Um, the other big problem is the offensive line's taken a lot of time to adjust. We are without our left tackle. We are without our right tackle. We lost our center in the middle of that game on Sunday. So you are without you. There was a period of time without three of the starters on, on that line. So when I look at it, I'm like, Hey, and you know, Bateman came back. He's been good. Uh, Brown just missed a game. Uh, and it's like when you, the totality of it is there's just a lot of people hurt. I'm not where I, I can't, I can't express this enough. I don't know what's going to happen next week to the point that I'm not worried about anything. It's weird because it's like, like to I, me, they're like – I have no idea. It's like a bunch of inconsistencies. Like you said, they're missing a lot of players, taking time to gel, and they're still winning. <laughs> like at, My, it's wild. That's it. I'm, that's why I'm not worried. I'm like, look, if this team can put it together, 
they can go on a Super Bowl run. They're the number one team in the AFC. They haven't had the same line for two games in a row. The wide receiver core just finally played a game where they were all healthy. The running back core will never be healthy, but at least we just got Murray back. That was another thing. You, we, we pick up Murray from the scrap heap. He goes right to IR. So it's like you just don't – we don't have answers. We don't have players. And it's – I'm just not worried because I – if you told me – on Monday that we lost to the Steelers I just wouldn't I'm like oh yeah well it's a rivalry game with the Steelers like you just don't know what to expect oh Lamar played terrible again okay is he still dealing with the sickness like is he weak from this you know like he said he played like shit I don't know like I'm not worried because I don't fucking know I just don't fucking know what's gonna happen next week hey shout out to Patrick Queen though that man's a beast Oh and yeah, y'all so they always moved, find a way to get him. a new linebacker after linebacker after linebacker. He's a monster. Well, you got you guys got CJ Mosley from us, and that guy's a fucking tackling machine. Yeah, Mosley's a um, Mosley's a beast. Mosley's awesome. So they moved Patrick Queen to weak side. So he was the he was the Mike linebacker for a while, which is what mm-hmm. we drafted him to replace CJ Mosley. But he just. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't read the field the same way when he's in the middle of it. He just can't see everything happening when it's coming at him that way. So as soon as we moved him kind of weak side, he's been out of this world good. So I think he's just going to be a player that, you know, you drafted him for one position, you're going to move him to another. It's it's not – and maybe he matures into that spot. But, yeah, I mean, they've got – OA, they've got a bunch of players that are young also. This team could gel and turn into a really strong team come playoff time or – could just stay looking crazy every fucking game you know i don't i don't fucking know the offense can be dead for three quarters and score 28 points in the fourth like i just don't know what to expect with this team and i've never had a year where i go into every game and i go all right i mean it doesn't matter who we're playing i have no freaking clue what's going to show up on sunday or saturday or thursday or monday night so no i'm not sounds like the life of a titans fan honestly yeah (laughs) my similarity there this season zero Worry level zero. My confidence level zero. I have, I have, I yep, have yep. no. Ex- Sounds yep. about right. Welcome yeah. to the train. Yeah, no idea what's going to happen Sunday. Fuck it, let it ride. All right, uh, there were some big games that kind of wrapped up that that helped shape the AFC. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Patriots both won, so they're going to stand off this week. But we had some teams, uh, and I'll just cap them real quick. I had at one point stated that I thought that the Carolina Panthers could be a decent team, maybe a playoff <sighs> team. Wrong. <laughs> Age like milk. Holy Jeez. shit, are they bad? That offensive line is so fucking bad. I don't know if any of you watch them, but and I don't really like PFF for blocking grades because it's tough to know what the assignment is. PFF gave some of their linemen a zero. Oh like essentially, God. this guy didn't show up today. I I don't know what they're doing. They also don't have a bunch of their picks. It's kind of crazy that they gambled. You know, the further we get into it, Cam Newton threw for 92 yards. Christian McCaffrey is now out for the year again. If this Panthers team wins another game, that would shock me. But, I mean, you 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 guys fleece them, Zell, out of all these players. Let's stop here in, in Carolina for a second. They are down some of their draft picks next year. They do not have a quarterback on their roster. Uh, and they're terrible. 
I mean, where do you start this rebuild? Would you guys consider trading away pieces like DJ Moore and maybe even Christian McCaffrey to see what you could get back for him? I don't even know what you could get for McCaffrey. But would you talk about considering maybe just tearing this thing down even further? Leo, where do you stand on the on the Panthers in the middle of a rebuild? I mean, I would love to trade Christian McCaffrey to try and recoup some assets if I was the Panthers, but who's going to pay that price for Christian McCaffrey? Like the last two years, he spent more time in his street clothes than in a Panthers uniform, yep. and he's getting paid a lot of money, a lot of money. Yeah. I think that last year is going to go down in history for the Panthers as a, a giant misstep and maybe one that sets their franchise back five, six, seven years because they had the opportunity to fix the quarterback position. We've been talking about this since the draft, but they they had the opportunity to fix the position that most needed fixing, and they didn't do it. They, they punted and said, we'll take Sam Darnold at the cost of a second and a fourth. That's how much they gave up, Zell? Yeah, yeah, they gave us a second and a fourth, so I appreciate that forever. All right, so they gave up a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick for a headache, essentially, because that's all they have left here with Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm pretty sure they said even when he's healthy, he's benched. So, uh, yeah, uh, if I'm the Panthers, I would love to trade Christian McCaffrey, pick up some, some draft picks if possible, and start the rebuild the way it should have been started last year. But, again, who's trading for that contract? I don't know. Zell, you're thankful for them. You're in the middle there. Are you going with Cam Newton for one more year, or are you tossing this thing out and trying to see what you can get for its parts? Yeah, no, I wouldn't go with Cam Newton for another year, man. Um, it's tough to say, but his injuries just piled up. When he's cooked, man. Um, he's cooked. He's cooked. Yeah. He's cooked. Um, I honestly think they were one of the teams who were like in the talks or in the market for Deshaun, and I think he'd be a good fit there. But like Leah was just saying at this point, what do you have to give up for Deshaun? If you're the Panthers, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have many draft picks, many assets. McCaffrey was looking good until he's back on the IR now and out for the season. Yep. He doesn't have a good track record recently with his injury history. Um, I'm sure DJ Moore would be a piece you'd want to keep there if Deshaun was coming. But I'm sure this is he's one of the only true assets you could probably give up to get Deshaun. So I, I, I really don't know what they can do. Um, they're stuck, and it doesn't look like a great place right now, but I think they're definitely going to be in the um, market for a quarterback this offseason. It'll just be interesting to see how they get one because they definitely whiffed on, you know, um, taking a chance on Darnold. Everything. So I appreciate it as a Jets fan, but for as, if I was a Panthers fan right now, I I wouldn't even know what to do or what I'd want. I'd just be stuck. I'd be sick, to be honest. <laughs> All right. You know, on their first drive, yeah. on their first drive of their game against Miami, uh, Cam Newton threw a, a beauty, a sixty-some yard completion to DJ Moore, and then they get the touchdown. And after that first drive of the game, uh, I, I don't think that they crossed the fifty-yard line more than maybe like twice. Wow! Like, wow. They they scored three points after that drive, and Cam threw two picks and got benched. Uh, I mean. The quarterback has been the, the discussion this whole year in Carolina. And again, they could have had Mac Jones. They could have had Justin Fields. They choose to take neither. Mm, mm, yep. mm. Anything else you guys want to cover from last week before we slide into a, a little bit of a different discussion before we tackle week 13? I got one more thing. Go for it. Man, we the last couple of weeks we we kind of started stroking the Eagles off a little bit, saying, "Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the Eagles another are gonna, one, another one I fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> they're we, gonna get it done and make the playoffs, and then they lose to 
Shoot. to Daniel Jones and, and, that game and injured ugly. Daniel Jones. Good he got God. hurt during the game, right? Did you guys watch that game? I did. I watched like uh, a little bits and pieces, but it was ugly. So it really wasn't on my TV. I much. watched the whole thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I bet I on the Eagles. It. So like I, I did watch more than what I would normally watch from the Eagles and, and they fucked me. So <laughs> I, I, there's a couple things. I haven't seen anybody in the media really talk about it. Jalen Hurts can't throw a football. I got news for everyone. I watched that game the whole way through and that motherfucker can't throw a football. I, I don't know what it was. I, he, there, the Giants basically said, you are not going to run it on us. We're going to shut that shit down. You will just need to complete a couple of passes today. The Jets need to take some Jalen Hurts. <laughs> since we played the, them this week. Jalen Hurts said, you, look, shut down their run game. Make Jalen Hurts throw. Jalen Hurts was 14 for 31 for a buck 29 Ooh. and three INTs. Ugh. Five of those 14 completions came to running backs, too, so they're just dump-offs. Wow. He can't throw. He can't throw at all. At the end of the game, he heaved up a ball that hit Jalen Rager in the face at the goal line that if he caught that, they could have pulled this game out. That is how the game ended with Jalen Hurst hitting Rager in the face at the goal line from 40 yards out. Rager dropped really, two potential touchdowns, I, two of them. I'd he like did. to point out again, since we're on this topic, that they took him over Justin Jefferson and – they took yeah. J.J. Arcega Whiteside over Metcalf and McLaurin. So, Ugh. yeah, they are the Eagles. And, and look, I, I, there were times where wide receivers were wide open, wide open, and he couldn't hit him. He couldn't hit him. Anytime they got him moving, if he's moving to the right, he's either throwing to the right to the person right in front of him or that ball's got no chance. Uh, you saw it at the end of the game, uh, end of the first half. Jay, Jalen Hurts rolls out. Uh, they're first, uh, this, I wrote this down. I'm actually glad you brought this up. There were seven seconds left in the half. The score is three, nothing giants. The Eagles have the ball essentially on the goal line of the giants. You can't run the ball. Cause if it gets stuffed, it's third down also. Cause if it gets stuffed, well, then you can't kick the field goal to get any points. So you're telling Jalen hurts with seven seconds in the huddle. You are going to hike the ball. This is a quick throw, and then we're going to take the three points. So, we, you know, nothing crazy. What Hurts ends up doing is running around in the backfield for seven seconds, winding the clock down, and then throws a pick. It was absolutely one of the dumbest fucking things. I tweeted out Jalen Hurts to watch. He is so fucking bad in those tight situations. It, it And it was all game. Every time the Giants said, hey, it's third and five, you need to make a throw, Jalen Hurts was unavailable for contact. I mean, they put seven points at the last last quarter. It was a, a, I, I, I love Philly's defense. I think they have a great running game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I think they need another quarterback. <laughs> and I'll give him more time. He's going to have yikes. a career game because he's going against the Jets and – we pretty much just bashed him. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. If if you if he runs for he's not doing that through the air. He might run it, but I'm telling you, I I really don't think that he's capable of having like a 300 yard passing game unless it's all yak. Like if they're dumping, and that's what Leo said. Most of those catches were screen yeah, like balls, yeah. running backs. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now if that running back takes the ball for 80 yards, yep, he'll have a good game. But he can't throw. Like he cannot push that ball downfield. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he's still young, but. 
I've watched them a couple times beginning to end, and if they don't get that running game going and you shut it down, it really is ugly. And here's the thing. The Eagles had 208 yards rushing on the day. Yeah. They still couldn't get anything going because every single time Hurts had to throw it was a mistake. Three interceptions, 14. I mean, if you're completing 14 passes for a buck 29 in a game that you're down by two scores in the third quarter, you're basically only throwing the ball eight yards at a time. Uh, I mean, what are you doing here? So we'll see. Uh, you're right. They don't have any weapons. But, Leo, to your point, fucking Jalen Hurts was bad, bad. I mean, bad, bad, bad this week. Uh, Zell, anything from the week we missed? You know, um, a lot of Patriots fans, a lot of Bucks fans in my life, and I like to give them a lot of shit. But, you know, I got to give credit when credit's due. So the Patriots are good once again. Um, and Mac Jones has been the best rookie quarterback. Yes, he was yep. – put in the best situation because if Mac Jones was either on the Jaguars or the Bears or the Jets, I don't think he'd be as good. But coming out of Bama, his strengths were obviously what we're seeing with him doing with Belichick and Josh McDaniels, like his cerebral, him being able to read like pre-snap, seeing the defense and getting the ball out quick and just given what the defense takes him. He's been efficient. He's been good. Got to give credit when it's due, man. Um, and the Bucks just being down like their whole secondary um, and defensive backfield for a lot of this season, um, finding ways to win still. Um, and they're honestly looking like obviously one of the top three teams in the league. So just credit to those two teams. Let's flip over. Yeah, fuck them both. Yeah, uh, let's flip <laughs> over to. Uh, I know. I'm like someone's like. What, what about a what about a New England Tampa Bay Super I Bowl? Swear, I swear, bro. Like, I might not even watch. I might not even yeah, watch. Yeah, I'll case. be so. I'll be watching the whole game, rooting for injuries. I'm like, oh, let's tear <laughs> that ACL, that, boy. I just be like, that. yeah, I'm in. I'm all the way in. Fuck them. Oh, uh, they've had too Super much Bowl, good. You, oh no, it'd be disgusting. Ugh. I'd hate everything about it. Um, so. Let, I want to run through a quick list. Uh, first, let me get your thing. Uh, Detroit going to go 0 16 and 1. You guys both think yes. For sure. We're going to get no 6. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Jared Goff. So um, I'm just going to say yes just to stick <laughs> with my narrative. <laughs> Do you think there's a chance we could get 0 and 17 next year? So we get the, the, the that means Detroit will have 0 16, 0 16 and 1, and then 0 and 17. What a feat. Where's the help mm. coming from? Where's the help? So, like, let's look at this. Where's the help coming to Detroit? What do they do that you're like, okay, if they just get a quarterback? They need way more than that. They need a lot more than a quarterback. Hell, yeah. They need a lot more than a quarterback just to win. Okay, let's put the bar here. Let's say they got – I'm wondering who you could take. Now, last year, Deshaun Watson played an incredible year. And ended up with four wins on the Houston Texans. That Houston Texans team, minus Deshaun Watson, is winning more games than Detroit Lions. If you took, let's say, Kirk Cousins and put him on the Detroit Lions, do you think they can win more than three games with their current roster. If you just put Kirk Cousins, who statistically is having the best year out of any quarterback, and that's what I hate about that fucking guy. But do you think that with Kirk Cousins, the Lions could win three games? I, no. I think that they I think that they'd still be where they're yeah, at. Yeah, no, I don't think so either, uh, man. <laughs> I think Kirk would be enough to swing like a game. 
You know, they might have one yeah. win right now. Maybe that game against the Steelers that they tie is a win if they have Kirk. But it's not many more wins. Agreed. No, I – yeah, I, I think it's absolutely insane how bad that roster is top to bottom. And Dan Campbell, um, one thing that's kind of interesting, I'm going to keep an eye out for this going forward, but the rah-rah coaches that the players love in training camp that we hear so much about, they never make it. They never make it. The the the, the player's coach is a problem. The that rah-rah coach. shit only works if you're winning. Like, nobody wants to hear that rah-rah shit at 0-10. Like, get out of my face. Rah-rah doesn't work when we're 0-10. And, and, and those rah-rah coaches, that's what they have. They're not X's and O's smart. They're rah-rah smart. Like, they need to take over a good roster and and then elevate it. They can't be asked to rebuild. Um, I, I mean, I think that's part of the problem, you see. They've got Dan Campbell in there, and I don't know if Dan Campbell – um, I don't know if he's got what it takes. We'll see. But if they keep that same roster for next year, and I don't know how much more they can upgrade to if they don't have a ton of picks. That's another thing with them. They haven't even had people they could trade away to get more picks. Yeah, they just like, have to had like no talent. It, that's there. They're really talented. Because I will say they're they're they've been in some games and they play hard. They just have yes. a young coaching staff and a very very talent deprived roster, like extremely talent deprived. The yeah, only two because it's not even like super young, right? Like the only assets I really see them having that, like, ooh, okay, that's somebody who's nice is Hawkinson and yeah. DeAndre Swift, who's hurt now and probably going to miss like a couple of weeks. Other yeah. than that, it's like, yeah. eh, eh. right? What do you got? Like, what do you fucking got here? So that's an interesting thing. I think that they would they would be underneath this for reference on who they play to end this year. This is a they have one potential win. They play Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle. Seattle's the game. They could win. And then Green Bay at the end of the year. Hmm. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that I think looking at their schedule, the the only win left, at least the only game that you could go into it saying, yeah, they might be able to, is that Seahawks game. Now, that being said, I wouldn't be – would you be surprised to watch them go out and beat Minnesota this week? Because I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be either. The way Minnesota's fucking up and down. Just, just mentioned so inconsistent. Just mentioned Kirk Cousins. <laughs> if they beat him, the answer is that they don't win any more games with Kirk Cousins than without. <laughs> if they, the answer is one. If Kirk Cousins gets beat by them, the answer is they can win as many games. One game. Uh, fucking Kirk Cousins. All right. That Seahawks uh, game is really only a possibility if Russ is sitting by that point. Like if we, yeah. if, if Seahawks are still playing for something, then no way. They're not playing for shit. They're done. Yeah, they, they, they're um, done. I think they got the Falcons on their schedule done. too. That maybe. Hmm? I know. Maybe. maybe. Maybe Falcons. I think the Falcons have just like I think the Falcons would beat Seattle, and that's disgusting to say out loud. Um, all right, the Falcons are run. at least in a wild card run right now. I mean, if yeah. they're still in a wild card run, then no way the Lions pull that one off. The wild card in the NFC is going to be an interesting little bitty. Um, but let's let's take a quick dive through. I'm going to read off a list of quarterbacks and teams. I have two lists. One absolutely unequivocally needs another quarterback for next year. And the other list is potentially needs a quarterback. You tell me if I got any of these wrong, got any of these right, got, you know, where we stand. Uh, one quick note here. I don't have two divisions that need a new quarterback. Only two divisions. You want to take a guess at what they are? 
The two divisions that don't need a quarterback, I'm guessing the first one's got to be the NFC West. Yep. And Zell, you want to take a stab at the other one? Um, I would say the AFC West. I think the AFC East. East, same. I have it as the East. I don't think that there's any quarterback needy team in the East. That oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. I I think your whole division either has their rookies or someone like Tua where they're like, we're going to stick to it. So let's chop through this list. We'll start um, over in the AFC. And this is my list of teams that definitely need a quarterback. I think we can all agree. Pittsburgh. Yup. Houston. For sure. Denver. Yep. Now here's my close ones. I I I think that Cleveland needs another quarterback in Baker Mayfield, but I want to put that up to everyone. Do we all feel that Baker Mayfield needs to go in Cleveland, or do you think that there's something to salvage there? I think Baker needs to go. I mean, I think he needs to go. I think they reached there where they could go with him, and honestly, that was last season. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with Zell. I mean, it, I think it depends on the perspective that you're looking at it from. If you're looking at it from Cleveland's history, like their their history at quarterback, then he doesn't need to go because this is the best that they've done in a long time. But if the aspiration is to win a Super Bowl, then, yeah, I mean, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's three teams that we definitely need, and then we're, we're going to lean Cleveland also, so we're saying four. Now, flipping over to the NFC here. There is almost a division I think needs a, a a new quarterback, and that is the Washington football team, Philadelphia, and the New York Giants. I think all need a new quarterback. Any of those you disagree with? I would like to give Jalen Hurts a little bit more time, but okay. yeah, you're right. Da- Dallas is the only team that doesn't even need to think about quarterback. Zell, are you waiting for Heineke or or, or maybe even uh, Hertz or Daniel Jones? You think all three of them need to go? Definitely not Daniel Jones. He needs to go. Um, okay, Hertz, I agree with that one hundred percent. Hertz, I would I would agree with Leo on that. He he looked bad for sure this past game, but like just a couple weeks before, we were like, oh, the Eagles might make the playoffs. So I I want to hold the jury out on him a little bit longer. And Heineke, I'm like halfway. I would say um, let's see how he finishes this season because he's pretty much had this whole year after that, you know, um, playoff game last year to show what he can do. I'm still holding the jury out on him until the end of this season, but it's a short leash. Okay. I'd put it that way. Now here, here's the last team I have is a maybe. Where do you guys fall on Matt Ryan? I thought that they should have picked a quarterback instead of Kyle Pitts last season. So that tells you where I fall on Matt. I think Matt Ryan still got football left in him. But if the Atlanta Falcons want to get this thing going, like, they need to rebuild. I I don't think that they should be thinking that they're a win-now team. And so if they're rebuilding, then rebuild. I I was a big proponent last offseason of, again, I know I've said this already, but why not take Justin Fields? Why not take Mac Jones? Why not start over? You know, you got a new coach. You got a new front office. You're doing a new thing there. Why not start over with a new quarterback? But they decided that they still wanted some Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm going to assume it's because of his contract. Yes, if I'm Atlanta, you need a new quarterback. But if I'm Atlanta's front office, I'm probably not killing myself for a new quarterback. You know, if they still had Ridley, if they still had their offensive weapons, they'd probably look fine right now. 
I'm not going to front. Justin Fields and the Falcons jersey would have been clean as hell. And I'm pretty sure he's from Georgia. That would have been dope. But yeah, I, I, it, cause like Leo had mentioned earlier, they're fighting for a wild card spot right now. So when they hired Arthur Smith and that new GM, um, the guy from New Orleans, I can't remember his name right now. Um, but I, they, they were still in on winning right now. So if like, if I'm their front office and they want to try to keep winning, I guess you can ride it out with Matt Ryan until that contract's up. But me personally, I agree with you. I think they should have taken a quarterback and just moved on because I don't, especially with Ridley now too being out for those personal reasons and then losing Julio, it kind of is just like they just need to just go ahead and start fresh. But if it were up to me, I think they should move on from Matt Ryan. I don't understand it, the point of them going into a win now mode. Like, yeah. In the best case scenario, you're not better than Arizona. You're not better than the Rams. You're not better than Tampa in your own division. You're not better than Green Bay. Mm -hmm. You're not better than Dallas. Like, what's the point of being win now with a mediocre team? Start over. I feel that. Now, and here's the end of their schedule. Tampa Bay, Carolina, San Francisco, Detroit, Buffalo, New Orleans. I don't think they have any shot. Yeah, that's tough. I don't think that they can get to – I think if they get the 8-7, and seven, that would be a – not even 8-7, and 8-9, and nine, that would be a huge thing, and that's not going to be possible. I think that they're going to be looking at like 2 and, or I should say 7-10 and 10 as a best case. I think you have to go over for Matt Ryan. You need to look for another quarterback, whether that's going young, getting pieces, either way, Matt Ryan's got to be out of that seat for next year. So I have him in that category. But the rest of that division is pretty fucking ugly too. New Orleans and Carolina both need quarterbacks as well. Oh, New Orleans. Right. And if, yeah. if Tam decides he doesn't want to play football anymore, then Tam, then the whole division needs a new quarterback. Yeah. And, and then the last team that I have on this list that needs another quarterback is Detroit. So that puts Pittsburgh, Houston, Denver, Detroit, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta in the you have to go find another quarterback. The problem with that is that's seven spots that you have to fill. We just drafted five rookies, and one of them has yet to play, really, in Trey Lance. Justin Fields has not been on the field much of any time at all. Trevor Lawrence has been stuck in – he actually looks good. I just think he's stuck in absolute purgatory. The opposite of fucking Trevor. I think he's been fine for what he's been dealt. He's been all right. I, I think I mean there's they, I I think that with what he's dealt with it, you know yeah. I'd like to see him in a better if you flipped him and Mac Jones we'd be talking about something really special they did a disservice by him for hiring Urban Meyer and that staff but we we mentioned that like as soon as they did it so yeah that hasn't and helped. then you've got Mac Jones and Zach Wilson so like there were five quarterbacks taken right now one of them's playing playoff football. The other four are not, and one of Zach Wilson's missed multiple games. Trey Lance isn't playing, and Justin Fields is playing sometimes. So three of them have either been not on the field or or not even like present for the games this year. And then you have uh, Trevor Lawrence, which doesn't matter what quarterback you get, you can't resurrect the franchise just with a quarterback. So. We're looking at seven teams that have to go get a quarterback, and then we're looking at teams um, Washington with Heineke, Daniel Jones. Uh, oh, I counted Daniel Jones on the other list. Well, Heineke, Hurts, um, and Cleveland with Baker. That If you take all those teams, that's 10 teams. I think you're better off. I think it pushes that. If I told you you're going to spin the dice on a rookie or take Baker, Mayfield, Hurts, 
or and that rookie you could take could be you know 25th are you taking a random rookie or are you gonna go with baker heineke or hertz and give him one more year what do you Mm. think leo it depends what my draft position is. If I can get one of the top three rookies. Now I'm not a huge college football guy, so I, you know, I can't tell you who the there top five yeah, quarterbacks. This QB are. class isn't two. They, they, I mean, it's not as decorated as the last two. one, but there's really okay. two. All right, so Stroud if I have a top two and, yeah. pick, then maybe Correct. I'd roll the dice and and go with the rookie. But if I'm in that you know five to twelve range in the draft, and I know the quarterbacks are gone, then no, I think I would rather run it back with Baker or with uh, with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean the way I'm looking at this right now is there's just ten openings, and that's way too fucking many. Like it's just way too many. Like a lot of these teams are going to have to redo with these stopgap quarterbacks. We kind of went like two years ago. We were taking a look at all. Oh, look at all these rookies that came in. Plus, you've got people like Dak, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. That's going to be around. We're going to be in football haven with quarterbacks. And now we're kind of turning around and going. There are going to be ten teams that need a quarterback, and I don't know if we have ten quarterbacks. You know what I think is going to like, be I don't the. Know. Uh, I I just want to put this in real quick since we're on the quarterback topic. What's going to be the game changer? Yeah. Obviously, we know Deshaun's going somewhere, too. But I think Russ is going to get traded this offseason. I do, too. Like, I do, too. He was close to getting traded this past offseason. And after how the Seahawks season went this season, I think they're about to blow that whole thing up. And he's going to get traded. So one of these teams that we're talking about, he's probably going to end up on one of them. Maybe the Giants. I've got two sneaky uh, two sneaky teams that I think may be looking for a quarterback now that you're mentioning you know, potential openings. Who? I feel, and I'm I'm gonna preface this by saying I know I sound crazy when I say this, but I just feel like this team needs a new quarterback. Drop the heat. I f- I feel like Vegas might be looking for a new quarterback, and, and I know Derek Carr leads yeah. the league in passing yards right now. I'm fully aware of that, and, and it's hard to say that someone who leads the league in yards mm. right now is someone that who should be replaced. But I just kind of feel like the Raiders might need to go in a different direction. Like, can you really see them make, making the Super Bowl with Derek Carr? No, nah. I can't. I can't. No, All right, I, so I, I feel like there's a sneaky a sneaky spot where they may need a quarterback. The other one is probably going to be an even bigger bombshell for you guys. I think the Tennessee Titans might be looking at a quarterback <laughs> after this season. I'm not going to lie to is you. A, okay. That I, is a spicy meatball. My and friend. I'm not saying that Tannehill's going to get cut or deserves <laughs> to get cut, but I, you're, just, you're starting to see uh, that Tannehill is – not a quarterback that's going to elevate the whole roster around him. You know, like mm. Tannehill needs things to be going right in order for him to look great. And it just – this season things aren't going right, and he's not making – you know, he's not making a lot out of a little bit. He's making a little bit out of a little bit. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I know they're sitting at 8-4, and four, so, again, I sound crazy. You know, the Titans were just number one in the AFC last week, and I'm saying the quarterback might get replaced. I'm just saying that that – the Tennessee Titans might be a team where after the year ends, they look and say, how do we get from very good to Super Bowl? And yeah. I think they'll be looking right at the quarterback position if that's what they're asking themselves. I like both of those takes a lot. I like both of those takes a lot. And I wouldn't mind if Russ went to either of those teams. Oh, I'll take Russ in Tennessee right now. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. I like those takes. No, look, I, I – that's there's going to be a lot of QB carousels. Who knows what happens with Aaron Rodgers? But Ooh, just for one. reference, when teams out there, when you start going, oh, we need a new quarterback, there are twelve teams that need a new quarterback, or could look to upgrade. 
12 that are either looking to upgrade or could use one. There ain't 12 rookies coming in that are good. There aren't 12 people to take these spots. There might be two to three that can take these spots. So nine quarterbacks are going to be playing QB carousel again next year. It's just the way of the NFL. And there are teams that are still figuring out if their quarterback's even good. Like, there are players we left off this list because the quarterback might suck, but they're only in year two, like a year three. So I think this is going to be interesting, uh, what we're going to see in the offseason, how it's going to shape up. Uh, Last quick topic before we flip into a preview of the doo-doo slate that we have in week 13. Some MVP talk. MVP talk. Have you guys taken a look at where this is at? Like the MVP what, what everything looks like? Yeah, the odds. Yeah. Some of the odds. I have not seen them. Uh, hook me up. Okay, here we go. I'll start that. You guys tell me if you like anything here. All right. Tampa Bay plus two. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady. God, same initials. Uh, Tom Brady is plus 275 to win the MVP. I think Tom should be the favorite. Yeah. As of right now, yeah. Okay. Josh Allen is plus 450. That doesn't make any sense to me. He's number two at plus 450. Why is he there? He's ahead of Rodgers. The people love Josh Allen, man. The people love Josh Allen. I don't understand. And I'm up on my hill. He's ahead of Rodgers right now? You're never getting me off. Yeah, he's ahead of Rodgers. By a good bit. Wow. Right. Wow. What is with fucking Josh Allen? Look, I'm... Uh, you, you know, I might be the biggest Josh Allen hater on the planet. I mean, it's pretty fucking, I'm at least, you know, in that council. I, I, I even if I took an a unbiased opinion out of, out of it, what in the fuck? Like, wh- he's not in top five in passing yardage. He, he, he's got a good, she's got 10 interceptions. He's regressed from last season. Uh, that's for sure. 25 touchdowns. Th- I mean, Patrick Mahomes has 25 touchdowns, 11 picks. I'd take Patrick Mahomes 150 times before I took Josh Allen once. I don't understand that at all. I don't fucking get that. Aaron Rodgers said plus 750. How do you guys like that? I think that's pretty good. I think that's solid. I don't think they'll give it to him back-to-back years, though. (laughs) Yeah, you got a point. Uh, I I like Rodgers and his performance, but nobody wins MVP Mm back-to-back. No. Not at all. Um... So Aaron Rodgers seven fifty, Kyler Murray eight hundred. That's kind of odd for a guy who hasn't played in like literally a month, right? If Kyler was on the field this whole time, I would say he should be the favorite if they yeah, had the I same agree. record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's not. Like, he, he, like it. So if he comes back and they get the one seed, I think you give Cliff Kingsbury Coach of the Year, but I don't think you give Kyler Murray MVP. Nah, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I, where right? I know he's probably not going to win it, but where on the, is uh, Jonathan Taylor on that list that you're looking at? 14 to 1. Can uh, I tell you that I'm going to throw a, a table off of my roof if <laughs> Jonathan Taylor coming. wins MVP? <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing that out there because when Derrick Henry was shitting on the uh, whole league, it yeah. was, oh, he's yeah, he's shitting on the league, but he's a running back. Yep. you know. And yep. now all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor's doing his thing, and it's – could we have a running back win MVP? No, fuck you guys. Yeah, two K Henry was well. If Jonathan Taylor wins MVP, I feel you. Well, on that. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. That ain't happening yeah, happen. because Derrick Henry is gonna put up a better year last year than than Jonathan Taylor is this year, and it that's with a game less. So the same thing that everyone's gonna go. Oh well, Jonathan, that's interesting, and then they're gonna take one fucking second. 
and look at Derrick Henry's numbers from last year and go, well, you know, they were on par with that. And Derrick Henry didn't get a single MVP. That's vote. now that was absurd that he didn't even get a single vote. Like I don't care what position he played. Jonathan like, Taylor ain't either. That's it's you know what I mean. It, I get why like, Taylor won't. I, I mean, depending on what he does for the rest of the season, but Henry not getting a single vote last year. I don't care what. Yeah. You know, Rogers was great. Mahomes and you know Allen was really great last year, but he was deserving of multiple votes. And so that's kind of where I'm like, I I really don't see it. Like I I don't see where uh, he can pull that out. I don't I don't see. Um, I I just don't see where he could. I think that fourteen hundred. You're like, oh, that's a nice number, but that may as well be a hundred to one. I just really can't see that happening. Yeah, he's he just passed Derrick Henry. After Derrick Henry not playing for like three weeks. That's the other thing is if you can look at Derrick Henry and be like, well, Derrick Henry would have had better stats than you if he played the whole year. It's just tough for me to be like, you're the second best running back and you get the MVP. Uh, I don't really. I'm I'm not really into it. Um, but next on the list after Kyler Murray at eight hundred, Patrick Mahomes is also eight to one. Uh, I think there's a – I don't think that's a bad play. Like, what if they go and they run the table here? Then I think he might actually get yeah. it. If um, they do, yeah. That's, so, I think uh, that was exactly my case for him the last time we had this MVP mm-hmm. talk is just if he gets hot and they win five, six in a row, you know the media is going to immediately start fawning over them again. So that yep. Mahomes 8-1, to one, it might not be bad if they get hot. And and I don't I don't really think that – I don't know. I don't really think that that's that's a bad bet at all. Dak Prescott ten to one after that Stinkosaurus Rex on Thanksgiving. I no, Dak's not winning. Yeah, that, yeah. No, mm-hmm. Fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. Jonathan Taylor was fourteen to one. Lamar Jackson's fourteen to one. He ain't winning that after that fucking doo doo pile he just put forward. Nope. Um, the Chiefs quietly have won four games in a row. I feel like yeah. Mahomes might be worth a look right now. Two of those wins being against the Cowboys and against the Packers. So I mean. Yeah, you know what I that mean. That was Packers, I mean, Packers without Aaron Rodgers. It was the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Um, ah, you're right. It was. True. And then I, they, you know, they, they really. Here's the truth. Kansas City hasn't played anybody in in a month. This is a big one. Like we had like, mentioned earlier, they've got coming up. This is, this it. is and it's a division game too. Yep. So. This is a big yeah. game. Yeah, honestly, yeah, they have nice. three division games in a row coming up, and Ooh. honestly, I could see them running the table and winning all three of them. And if yeah. that happens, the train is going to be rolling for Mahomes MVP. And that's and that's where I think if you're really looking for something, go ahead and take a look there, because uh, I think that there's some options that you could, uh, you know, kind of kind of try to get with. Um, the last one I wanted to put out there. It's interesting. I don't know if it's. Um, I I don't know how reasonable it is, but Joe Burrow is forty to one. Forty to one. What would Joe Burrow have, like? What would the Bengals have to do for Joe Burrow to be there? I mean, they're win seven the and four right definitely now. Definitely win the north. Be the third seed. <laughs> definitely win the north. That's possible, though. You know. It's possible. I, I just uh, I don't know. There's no no Joe Burrow MVP buzz right now, and they're seven and four. Like, what do they have to do to start generating that buzz? Run the table? They'd have to minimum. I think so. <laughs> and that's a lot. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow's had a good like, year. I just think that the Bengals would need to do a lot better to get him the attention that they would need for him to win it. Um. Yeah. I, I just go forty to one for a guy who probably is going to win his d- division. I just think is is probably going to win the division. Is that what you're doing? You re- reverse jinxing right now on the pick and play show? 
You think the Bengals uh, are going to win the North? He don't believe that. I, he don't truly believe that. You I don't, don't believe that I at all. He don't that's why I said we'd go 500. I thought that's where we'd go through the rest of the year. Um, I think that playing in Cincinnati is going to be tough. We still have two against Pittsburgh. I think we're going to sweep up Cleveland. The truth is our schedule just ain't fucking great. We still have Green Bay and the Los Angeles chart, uh, Rams on our schedule. So it's Pittsburgh this week, Cleveland next week. So Cleveland played us Sunday night. They go on a bye, and then they play us again. So we go Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. We still have Cincy in Cincy. Then we have Pittsburgh at home, and we have Green Bay and the Los Angeles Rams around that. It's a tough fucking seven game, six games. Like, All right, but let me read you what the Bengals have left. Yeah, they, they have I was looking at yes. theirs, too. <laughs> they got a tough They have the a tough 49ers, one. then the Broncos, then the Ravens, then the Chiefs, then the Broncos. They don't get to rest for the rest of the year. No, we don't either. I, like that's why I'm like I'm. I'm just. My other thing is, I, I okay. I do think we'll win the division. Thank you. I, but I'm not <laughs> going to be go. shocked. I'm not going to be shocked if we don't. Like it's a tough. Like you guys. Here's the thing. The Ravens this year have a point differential of 23. They are in first place. Uh, it's just. And now the Titans have won at 14, and I think they have very similar stories. They're banged up. They can't take too many more injuries. And that's, you know, that's where I'm at with the Ravens. I think that they, they need, they have a good shot at winning this division with a game lead on Cincy. If they beat Cincy in Cincy, they'll win the division. That's all it comes down to. If they lose to Cincy, they're not going to win this division. So, you know, I think it comes down to really that one game with Cincy. And I think Joe Burrow at 40 to 1 to essentially win one other game and that. And yeah, their schedule's hard as shit, too. Um, cause they've played Pittsburgh twice. Who's been kind of a dud for them, but yeah, I, I think they'll win the division, but God, is it going to be fucking close? And that's that zero expectation shit. So I don't really know out of all the MVP. I only like, uh, Patrick Mahomes at eight to one. And honestly, I just stay away from the whole fucking thing at this point. I'm with you. If Mahomes makes me feel the best, anything else is going to make me feel shaky. Right. Yep. All right. Let's flip into this week and wrap it up here. We've got – this is going to be an interesting week. We have a good sandwich, but shitty ingredients. We have good bread, but shitty ingredients inside of it. Um, we've got teams like, starting off Thursday, the Cowboys are going to the absolutely reeling Saints. The Saints are getting four and a half the Cowboys over under is 47 and a half. Zell, who's winning this game? The Cowboys. And okay. I saw Taysom Hill starting this game. We're supposed to be something like that. And Matt's boy. Matt loves him some Taysom Hill. <laughs> you guys like bro stashing that fucking idiot all year. This dude, Taysom Hill, I think I saw he has like a partial tear of his plantar fascia. Like, yeah. Bro, what? He's a fucking doo-doo head. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't feel good about that. I saw that. Um, I guess this uh, Cowboys are supposed to be getting Amari back, CD back, um, Gallup's healthy again. Micah Parsons is probably going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, you know, everybody knows about Ballhawk, Trevon Diggs, but I don't know. I think, um, like you said, the Saints are reeling, and you're going from a healthy Simeon to a dude who has a partially torn like like that doesn't sound right Foot. to me i know they're reeling and they need this game but the cowboys are also coming off an l a tough l too so i think the cowboys are gonna win 
Yeah. Fully expect them to cover that four and a half points. That being said, the Cowboys have let me down a couple times this year when I thought that they would surely cover. And so I would be a little nervous because you never know what happens on Thursday night. But I fully expect Dak getting CD back, getting Amari Cooper back, uh, finally getting Gallup that threesome together like Zell was just saying. That offense should be too much. I don't expect Taysom Hill to be able to put up too many points. Do we know if Kamara's playing or not? I know that he's finally back at practice this week, but I haven't seen anything about whether he's playing tomorrow. I don't, I don't know. I saw Ingram. Ingram is going to play, but I think Kamara is questionable as of right now. I like the Cowboys regardless. I just feel a lot less good about it if Kamara's out there because the Saints are a different team when he's out there making plays on offense. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking – I think it's going to be a little bit of a slog. I got, Like I said, I got to wait to see who's going to be in this. I like Dallas to bounce back. Everyone says it's a Thursday game, but it's actually his team's about a week off because they both played on Thanksgiving. Both coming off of losses. So the interesting thing about Thanksgiving was that all teams were coming off losses. So all the teams in Thanksgiving were 0-6, and, and now the two teams playing off that Thursday lost again. So they're you know carrying on that streak of nice, ugly fucking Thursday games. Saints lose this game. They may be they may be too far out of it. They're just out of free fall. Chasem Hill's gonna play, and they gave him that fucking contract. Speaking of teams that need quarterbacks, what the fuck are you doing? To <laughs> I mean, you you could sign him for five years, four million dollars. Like what in the shit? Who is bidding against them with this guy? What is this? Taysom got some dirt on Sean Payton or something, bro. Because yeah, to get two extensions, or something. I know, I know. Wow. While injured, while not playing all year long, while not playing a down, like didn't play, didn't play this year. Damn. I've seen some reports, and forgive me because I I don't know who reported this, but I've seen some people talk about how Taysom Hill's contract, a lot of it is funny money. You know, like the the report says that he's got four years, a hundred million, but what he's yeah. actually going to get if he doesn't hit the crazy incentives is like four years, fifteen million. That would make sense. That being yeah. said, I mean he doesn't play, so even fifteen million right. for a, a gadget <laughs> quarterback is a little weird. That's what I'm like. I don't. I don't know where you like. I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't like it. Uh, cruising through the rest of the games. You guys stop me if you want to talk about one here. Cardinals, Bears, Colts, no. Texans, Chargers, Chargers Bengals. Bengals. Yes, that's the one. There it is. That's the Chargers, one. Chargers, Bengals. Bengals are minus three. Chargers over under fifty and a half in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert, this is a battle of two quarterbacks who came out last year. Herbert went uh, Herbert went on to shine. Joe Burrow got hurt. Now the resurgent Bengals, 7-4, and four, take on the Chargers. Chargers fall to 6-6 six and six here would be devastating with that loss against Denver. Zell, how do you see this game going? I've been riding with the Bengals for majority of this season, so I'm going to stick with them. I kind of like that they have, like, an identity now, like – Nobody ever used to look at the Bengals and say, like, oh, that's a, you know, smash mouth team or they're tough. But that's how they're looking this season. Like, they're putting emphasis on giving the ball to Joe Mixon and he's been producing. Um, and they still have the versatility to, you know, throw to T. Higgins. Jamar Chase has cooled off a little bit, but, you know, you still got a, you know, game plan for him. And even Tyler Boyd solid. So, um, their defense looked – I know Ben is cooked, but their defense looks really solid. They didn't take the gas pedal off the Steelers last week. So, and the Chargers 
have not looked good at all. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers won, but I'm not really feeling confident about touching them at all. So I'm going to rock with the Bengals. I like the Bengals minus three as well, Leo. Mm, I'm going to go the opposite direction. I think that the Chargers are going to take this one. And I only say that because right now, if you look at the playoff seating, the Chargers currently have the final playoff spot at six and five. Uh, they're chasing the Bengals, who are at seven and four. So I just think that the the Chargers, they've been up and down for a few weeks now. And the Bengals, they're coming off of a big win. Um, I just think that they're, they're going to be they maybe let down mode a little bit. I, I, I see the Chargers coming in and putting up a, a good amount of points. The Bengals, they're coming off a big win against the Steelers. They probably feel really good about slapping the shit out of Big Bro. I could just <laughs> I could see them having a letdown this week against the hungry Chargers. The, at least they should be hungry. Well, I think that – I. Damn, I would love the fucking Cincinnati Bengals to lose this game. I do think they win. I think they're a well-rounded team, and I really don't like the Chargers going west to east coast at 1 o'clock. So give me the Bengals minus 3. Vikings-Lions, I'm not stopping here, if, even if you guys want to. Giants-Dolphins, <laughs> not getting out of that pond either. Uh, we'll stop here for a brief second. Eagles-Jets. Zell-Jets, 3-8. and eight. Uh, Let's be honest, with everything they've gone through this year, I think 3-8 and eight's pretty decent i mean you got to be kind of happy with where they're sitting and that's i'm not i'm not throwing shade in anything you've lost michael carter he's on ir there's a lot of players that have gone on ir this year new coach new quarterback zach wilson's gonna play this game right he should be playing but you're, you're right as far as like no shit i don't take that at all three wins you we lost our marcus may torn achilles carl lawson torn achilles yep. marcus joiner torn pectoral ain't even see the field vinny curry out for the season two had some type of health issue so Beckton, who's missed majority of the season with any issue too so yeah and being the youngest team in the league like i think we've had on defense offense and defense we have like the highest percentage of plays played by rookies so for us to be three and eight you know i'll i'll take it so um i don't feel confident about this game though just because as we were you know kind of talking about the eagles earlier their strength is running the football and yep. our defensive strength isn't run stopping. So <laughs> um, if we don't stop and, and they do a good job of playing to, you know, their RPOs and stuff like that, the Eagles do. So if we can't stop the run, which we haven't been good at, then they're probably going to just do what they did to the Lions that one game and rush the ball like 50 times for like 300 yards. So um, I don't think we'll win this game. I would love if we did. But to be honest, I, I, I don't think we'll win, unfortunately. The Being realistic. New York Jets are 27th in yards given up per game on the ground with 128, <laughs> so and they give up 284 through the air, good for 394.9 and the 31st in football. So defense, but a lot of defenders are out. Yeah. So And you have everyone else's picks this year that decided to be done. Mm -hmm. so that's, a, that's a fun thing. Um, Buccaneers Falcons. Anybody getting off at the stop? No, no, no. I, I was I'm hoping that this would be the return of AB, but it's looking like AB might nope. be out another week or two here. So, sucks for my fantasy yeah. team. Yeah, not coming back. Jaguars Rams. No, nope. mm -mm. uh, sneaky good game that I really didn't see on the radar. Washington football team versus Oakland. Washington's minus two. The Raiders are minus two and a half at home. Washington's five and six and surging. If Ron Rivera could ever figure out that he doesn't need to dig a three and five hole every year, this team <laughs> may actually be good for once. Um, 
Remember, we got here are the last three wins: Tampa Bay, Carolina, Seattle. They've really beaten almost no one. Their schedule here are rounding out: Vegas, Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly Giants. Holy shit, that's a lot of games. I think they're going to fade out here, starting with the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders pl- uh, minus two and a half at home against the Washington football team. Where do you guys side? I don't even To like... be honest, I was hoping that you were going to skip over this game. Yeah, right? <laughs> this, is, this is one of those, like, it, that's good. it looks Let's good it on moving. paper, you know, but yeah. I don't actually care. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it moving then. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. The only reason why we'd stop here is for me. Anybody else want to stop Ravens here? Win. I do want to stop this- here. Okay. Classic Ravens, Steelers, not much to expect. I think Steelers at home, desperate for a win. Uh, the, the spread is four and a half for the Steelers. If I had to take this, I'm taking the Steelers plus four and a half. The Ravens, I don't think, should be favored by eight to end, like more than four and a half. I mean, it went three to anybody. Steelers desperate for a win. Would be nice if the Ravens would go in and blow their doors off. They're without a lot of players. Uh, how do you think it's going to go, though, Leo? Uh, I would expect the Ravens to win, but I feel like history tells us that Pittsburgh's going to win this game just because uh, how often yep. can you bury Pittsburgh in early December? Uh, I don't think exactly. that's – it, it never, never works out honestly. that way, and I don't think yeah. it's going to work out that way this year either. So I, I'm actually expecting Pittsburgh to pull it off at home. Yeah, nah. So? Nah, I think the Ravens are going to win. <laughs> I just – Big Ben just doesn't – he he's just like a fridge back there before he used to be like a fridge that you know can move something like that roll it out something like that. now he's just he's just a statue and he doesn't look good at all and i think is fitzpatrick back is minka back i believe so uh, minka should be back but i Watt think is out, TJ right? Watt is out and their their linebacking core is out spillane's out so they actually their defense is banged, banged up, up. Bang the Bang fuck up. up. And I think Lamar's going to want to, you know, improve from those terrible, terrible interceptions and performance he had this past week. So the Ravens have always found a way to win each week. We were just talking about it. They look like shit sometimes, but they find ways to pull it out. And I don't see that changing this week, to be honest. So, Okay. Let's slide it over. 49ers, Seahawks. This is the last gas for the Seahawks. 49ers, I think, roll through Seattle in this one. So Seattle's getting three and a half. I don't think that's enough for the 49ers. I think they're just going to run the ball straight down them all day long. I don't think Seattle's going to be able to get it going uh, through the air. They have looked terrible. Russell Wilson's looked terrible. He can talk all he want and make a thousand videos about how he came back from that broken finger, but that finger doesn't look yeah, good. I don't think he's, healthy. he's got bigger problems. Yeah, I don't either. Zell, what do you think about this game? For fantasy purposes, I hope this is a high-scoring game. I hope the Seahawks OC realizes that DK Metcalf is one of the best weapons in the NFL and fucking utilize him how you should. Um, but I hope the Seahawks lose. So, And I think they're going to lose, to be honest, because at this point they really don't have anything to play for. So, yeah, 49ers should win. Leo? Last week, Elijah Mitchell had 32 total touches for the 49ers, and it kind of looked like their offense found a groove handing him the ball, handing him and Debo the ball, to be honest with you. Debo, crazy. And so, 
Right. Like you guys say, I, I think Debo is going to be out this week. He hurt his calf, but I expect the 49ers to hand Elijah Mitchell the ball 30 more times this week. And the Seahawks haven't proven that they could stop anyone running the ball. They just got ran all over by Antonio Gibson. I expect yep. Elijah Mitchell to do the same thing. I love having Elijah Mitchell on my fancy team. All right, Sunday night game, Broncos-Chiefs. Chiefs are minus 10. That's way too many, in my opinion. I'm going Broncos all the way here. This is a big fucking game. Broncos defense is good, good, good. Um, they look even better with Patrick Sertain out there. They played them hard last year. Any chance that the Broncos get an upset, Leo? Definitely a chance. I mean, you know our, our saying here on the Pick and Play Show, the division game's a wild card every time. Yep. And so we got a division game with two teams that have a lot to play for. It's not like this is uh, Titans-Jags. You know, we got a 6-5 and five versus 7-4 and four here. And so, yeah, I, I definitely am not going to be picking the Broncos money line. I, I'm not on crack. That's not how I'm getting down. But <laughs> yeah. the, the plus 10, yeah, that, that plus one 10. looks delicious. That mm-hmm. looks delicious because in a primetime division game, you don't expect a blowout. Yeah, um, I agree with Leo with that last uh, what he just said there. That plus 10 for the Broncos is looking saucy. Um, I do expect the Chiefs to win. Um, for the Broncos side of it, though, a lot of people were killing them for not taking a quarterback this past draft. I know they still need one. Um, but Pastor Tan Jr. is a fucking stud. He's a beast. The kid makes plays. Um, he scored a touchdown this past week. I, I like that pick that they made there. Um, but I just can't trust whoever's out there, whether it's Teddy or Drew Locke. So, and I think Teddy's banged up a little bit. He's been playing through some injuries. So, um, the Chiefs are rolling. They're playing well. Primetime game. It should be close. I like the Broncos with the plus 10, but the Chiefs should come out on top with the win. You know what's funny? I'm sitting here thinking about it while you're talking about the quarterbacks. Had Carolina just stuck with Teddy Bridgewater, which is not like a, a fantastic play or anything by any means, but had they just stuck with Teddy Bridgewater, they're a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, It's crazy because they, yeah. they did like last year, they were in close games and they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater thinking, oh, we're right there on the cusp. Let's bring in a turnover-prone guy who really hasn't proven anything, and we're just going on the upside, and we're going to pay him $18 mil and give him that extension. I don't know who's running things over there for Carolina, but, again, I appreciate them, boys. Thanks for the picks. Yeah, that was some stupid shit. That was, oh, we'll, we'll turn around Sam Darnold. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, what a fucking job. I think this is going to be a real fun game. Uh, I'm glad that the NFL gave us. So we have the Thursday night game tomorrow, which I think will be good in New Orleans. Then we get this Chiefs game, which I think will be hot. Chiefs won four in a row. But the piece de resistance, Monday, December 6th, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. The New England Patriots with Mac Jones. Travel for the first real game that they've played in over a month because the Pitt Tennessee Titans didn't have anybody active for the game as they were all injured are going to go to Buffalo to play the Bills and Josh Allen, who's supremely overrated. The Patriots are getting two and a half points over under 43 and a half. They expect a low score game. I kind of like this to go over. Uh, but let's start here, Leo. You just played the Patriots. And one thing I want to add about Tennessee is I think you guys have nine turnovers in the last two games. Is that right? Oh, my God. Yes, I think that Yeesh. sounds about right. Ugh. Yeah. I Which mean, was with- a big reason big reason why they, they that game started to get away. If it, well, I was watching that game about till halftime. It was close. It was close. 
and then the turnovers just kept mounting and the Patriots nickel and dimed you like they like they they're known to do um but let's break it down you're the one who got to see them closest what do you think is going to happen here uh, to be honest, I think that the Patriots' defense plays the kind of football that's going to fuck the Bills up a little bit because the Bills are not a running team. And I think that right now the way that the Patriots are – their vulnerability on defense is running the ball, surprisingly, because they're a historically good run defense. But last week I watched Deontay Foreman and Dante, Dante Hilliard. Uh, I watched them combine for over 200 yards rushing on the ground. And I think that that's how you beat the Patriots. You keep the ball away, you rush the ball, you score touchdowns and, and hope that they can't match you. So I think that they're kind of built to beat the Bills because the Bills aren't going to run the ball down their throat. I mean, unless you think Matt Breida and Devin Singletary are about to go crazy, they like throwing the ball and that's what the Pats are built to stop. I, I got the Patriots winning maybe by a, a touchdown. Is there any way both these teams could catch the L? Not a chance. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, man, good God. Um, I think the Patriots are going to win. Uh, it's crazy because, like, in the off season, normally when teams just throw money at a bunch of players, it usually doesn't turn out well. But of course, with it being the Pats, all their big money off off season acquisitions, Hunter Henry. John Smith, I know he's been hurt and hasn't been used as much, but he made a couple of plays past couple of weeks. Kendrick Bourne has looked good. Even Aguilar has looked good in some spots. And the biggest one of them all, Matt, you know him well, Judon, that guy's been yeah. an animal. I think he's yeah. he's been an animal, straight up. Like, he, he was a great fit for them. And Matt Jones is, again, just coming in, doing what he's supposed to do. He's been efficient, and... Like Leo was saying, I think the recipe to beat the Pats is to control the clock, um, run the ball on them, and Buffalo doesn't do that shit. So I think the Patriots are going to win, which both of them could lose, but yeah, maybe a tie. Who knows? I'm a I'm aligned here. I think that here's this is going to be Mac Jones's first big challenge, though. I think that when you look at what the Bills can do offensively if they're rolling, the Bills' defense is quietly really good. And I think that's going to be where we see this game kind of whittled down to. Yeah. Can Mac Jones play mistake-free football? We've seen games where Mac Jones – like, they, they've won a couple games and he's done next to nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a team winning the game – winning it with – really, the only difference between this Patriots team and last year's Patriots team is the defense for the Patriots last year all took a year off. Or this year they didn't. Like uh, a bunch of players on the uh, Patriots defense didn't play. Now, are they better on offense? Yes, they have some better weapons. Um, but it's not a ton. They're not like dramatically better on offense. I think they're dramatically better on defense. And look, with those opportunities that they're getting with these turnovers, I don't even know if the Patriots are maximizing that amount of points from those turnovers. So They're not. We'll yeah, see they what, didn't last week not. against okay. Tennessee. I mean, we turned the ball over yeah. like four times, and they got like four field goals out of it. Nick Folk had the game of his life, but they didn't turn it into seven. And that's where I think this is really coming down to, where I'm going to go, hey, look, uh, I, I don't really know what – what we're expecting here but i don't i don't think it's great um i, I think this game could get a, a little ugly for mac jones <sighs> patriots plus two and a half going into buffalo if the bills can get some pressure on him man because he, i mean mac jones has taken some hits but yeah. it's been like after he yeah. releases it's and their line is pretty solid if they can get some yes. pressure on him man, and 
you know, make that pocket uneasy for them, then they'll have a shot. But that really hasn't happened much to Mac Jones this season. Pass the line has been great, so we'll see. Big game. I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half. Taking the Bills minus two and a half. I'll take it. I'd rather them win if I All had right. to choose one. <laughs> yeah, I'm on that boat too. They're also going to play in New England again, so they still have they have another matchup. All right, Leo, anything we missed? No, we didn't miss anything. Just give you some uh, some behind the curtains here. I'm currently stressing out. I put Clint Capella and Nikola Jokic double doubles in a parlay together, Ooh. and Capella after one quarter has two points, two rebounds. Not feeling Damn. great about it. <laughs> Not feeling great about it. Oh, Jesus, that, that's uh, crazy. That's that's all I got. I'm stressing out right now on my phone. Who are they playing? I don't, I don't bet NBA oh, the teams oh, Yeah, they're playing the yeah. Pacers. I thought there'd be a lot of bricks in that game. Plenty of opportunities for yeah. rebounds, but it's not working it out that be. way. It will. It, it'll turn that way. That, that's And he's a big body there. He'll dominate. Um, Zell, what do you got? Miss anything? Nah, nah, we didn't miss anything. Didn't miss anything. I know um, NBA season is, you know, fooling through, but he's it's, it's getting hot. You know, Christmas time is really when that NBA starts to kick up, so – um, yep. Just keeping an eye on that, but looking forward to these games this week. All right, guys. Leo, take us on out of here. All right. That does it for another episode of the Pick and Play Show. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, all we ask is that you rate, subscribe, and share this thing with a friend. That way we can grow and hit as many ears as possible. Again, appreciate you guys, and see you next week. I smoke all day. That's why I'm so away, mentally mind blown, I down and blow away. <laughs> Y'all niggas is super fake, I put you niggas on mute, then I mutilate. Yeah, I mac like the computer say.